host, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, and welcome to MDA. Today, audio only, not the video version, which uh, equalizes John and I with Troy. Because no one's... <laughs> now, Tommy, that's back to your best, the old, good old fashioned introduction. I was getting a bit worried. There was a couple of hesitant introductions, but you are back on track. So, um, good to see Troy. Good to uh, have you here. Yeah, good to good to be on. I uh, I miss we missed last week. We all got caught up and we missed last week, but we're back this week. So I'm excited to share episode number two hundred and forty six with all of our listeners. And and just on behalf of Tom and I, we we appreciate you having us on your podcast, Troy. It's a great great honour <laughs> to uh, to be a special guest on the Troy <laughs> Troy Malcolm podcast. Talk about talk about special guests, Tommy. I saw a great thing the other day. But look great to me. You, you were doing something with your new gym members, which I love. Everyone I meet, I tell, if you're not a part of Tom's gym, you're insane. But anyway, you've got something upcoming, a boot camp. I couldn't quite yeah. understand it, but it looked pretty exciting. 30 days, John. Starts on Monday. Real estate gym members get it anyway. Non-gym members can join in. 30 days, 30 minutes a day. I've got the best of the best. Peter, Peter Switzer. Is getting involved, Mark Burris. I've got you know a lot of real estate people. Of course, John, you always lend a hand and you always get yep. uh, ranked ranked the best. I can't get over that. People have heard you five hundred times and they say, "Geez, that was good." What John talks about. So um, I don't know what it is, John. Whether you research topics, whether you say the same thing in a different way, but we've got um, you know and a lot of and a lot of successful girl agents. So if people want to jump on to tompanos.com.au they can actually get the link there and it's uh, 199 bucks for uh, uh, non-members members are, are getting it for nothing and um, it's a build up John to um, to spring because I actually think that we're going to enter a period September, October November, December where there is going to be a lot of transactions I'm convinced of that. Well I think it was CoreLogic said the other day or just yesterday there's been a 25% uptick in listing volume. Um, I'm not sure whether that's against last month or previous corresponding period, but there, there's definitely an uptick. So I think, you know, new skills all the time right now, uh, any properties I have listed that I'm getting close on, I would look at closing because the more volume of listings, as we all know, it does have a tendency to take the sting out of the market. So I wouldn't panic, but I would be definitely getting on to making sure that anything that's close deals get closed and managing vendor expectations is is a very critical skill again. So, but you know, I think COVID. We, we're going to talk about COVID again. We, we'd hope never to talk about it again, but it's kind of rearing its damn ugly head in Victoria and popping up a bit in New South Wales. And I think Tommy, today we were going to talk about you know how we can best deal with that again. Yeah. So Troy and I decided as you were coming on, John, that the title of this podcast is COVID complacency, and it's not just complacency on a sales front which we talk about but it's also complacency on on the habits because I noticed in I noticed myself over you know the last six weeks where I used to sort of sanitize my hand you know like every couple of hours then it ended up being you know maybe two times a day and I just sort of picking up a coffee I might not have washed my hands I might have got closer talking to someone and then on the weekend John I got a video sent of a property that sold for, I don't know, it sold for a very good price. And the agent put it up and boosted it all, all over social media. And it was an auction where the people were inside the house. There was just tens and tens of people in there. 
And I thought to myself, look, number one, not a good look. Number two, it ain't healthy. Number three, um, you're just giving ammunition to people out there that are looking at real estate agent social media saying, hey, they might not be lining up, you know, outside a pub like, you know, the big complaints happened the other day on, you know, 300 patrons sitting outside a pub trying to get in. But John and Troy, we've got to show leadership and ensure that social distancing is adhered to at open for inspections and at auctions because the last thing we want is to uh, go back into some sort of lockdown across the rest of Australia. Yeah, Tom, exactly. And you, we know how vulnerable the kind of seniors, senior part of our of our um, community is, sort of generally 60 plus. And, and it's just irresponsible. I mean, it, it looks terrible. It's actually risking people's lives. And even though there's a, there's a tendency to say, oh, well, Victoria's got a problem now, but we don't in New South Wales or Queensland or ACT or anywhere else. The, the reality is there is COVID running around almost every community and fortunately in smaller numbers in most, but you just can't do that. And, and it's so bad for the community and it's bad for your personal brand. People look at you and just think how irresponsible. And, but you're right, people are getting individually complacent. I'm seeing handshaking becoming again commonplace again. It used to be sort of fist bumping or waving or elbow bumping. Now it's handshaking. We just, you know, we need to increase our standards back to where they were in the midst of COVID until it is, there are zero cases in the country for a few weeks and then we can start shaking hands again. That's my opinion. Tom, I know that um, leading up to the weekend, we actually spoke late last week about how we were going to handle it because we've both noticed a lot more attendees at the auctions we've been calling. And, you know, one of the questions that I got from one of the agents that I work closely with is the fact that even though they sometimes tell uh, the audience and the people watching the auction to make sure they're socially distanced, sometimes people don't choose to listen. And yeah. I think you're right. I think the leadership position is incredibly important. And I'd be briefing all my team and also the auctioneer to say it at the start of the auction and as they're walking through the home and getting ready for the auction, uh, especially because you're right, we don't want to be the person that wrecks it for everyone or puts us back in a position of vulnerability um, with this, you know, terrible, terrible disease that's now um, seeming to be coming back in, in certain pockets throughout Australia. What I was saying this morning, Tommy, is I think you've got to take control of your environment because if you don't get proactive, so what do I mean by that? When you meet someone, I always am first to either you know, put the elbow out like you know, a bit of a joke, elbow bump, yeah. or wave, yeah. wave from three metres away. And I just say, look, you know, social distancing, just hope it's okay. You know, how are you? I think if you get close to someone and you haven't taken the initiative to be socially responsible around this, someone will put their hand out. Then the guilt kicks in. You don't want to embarrass someone, make them feel bad. And then all of a sudden you extend your hand and think, well, it doesn't really matter. I think you've got to be proactive up front and take control of your environment. And people will respect it, man. People, people respect you doing the right thing for sure. That is brilliant advice because it happened this morning. I was walking, I was walking around the Bay Run very early in the morning. I got a bit of a bit where it wasn't raining, and a guy put out a guy like a guy put out his hand. And I think once the hand goes out, it's more awkward than yeah. you having gone out with your fist or your elbow, right? It sort of sets the sets the rule. This matters to me. Um, and then I shook hands with him because I I, I don't know I just. It was 
like the hand was out there. And for the rest of the time, I'm walking for half an hour. And I'm thinking, I better not put my hand in. I better not put my hand in near my face, right? So I'm <laughs> looking, looking for a tap. And then I said to myself, that's it. Next time I see someone, before I even look at them, I'm putting my fist out, right? Yeah. Um, Exactly. But it's it's good advice, John. It, it is good advice. Be the proactive person that actually sets the standard. Um, yeah. But but let's also let's also talk about complacency creep coming in um, with uh, with the way agents are. And we've talked, we've heard about the pajama slope that happened in some of the agents that we um, um, were talking about during the first lockdown, where some agents started getting complacent at home wearing their pyjamas still at 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning. And next thing you know, they'd rush off to Bunnings Hardware, buy a few things. And they got into a pattern where they stopped doing proper professional real estate work. And we hope our Melbourne agents don't fall into any of that, um, that trap. But John and Troy, a lot of agents are saying to me, their biggest challenges are at, at the moment are confronting conversations with people at auctions or at private inspections about the potential September cliff with buyers. Um, we've revisited, we've, we've talked about it two or three times, but I think it's, it's, it is a core subject, a core objection at the moment. Love to talk further about it. Yeah, so things that come to mind for me, Tommy, uh, one is you have to form your own view about these things before you can then respond to other people's questions or commentary. And my view is, um, come September, what's everyone concerned about? They're concerned about government and banks removing the safety net that is currently in place, which is kind of protecting some people from the reality of, of a worse outcome. And I think that um, what's going to happen is we are going to see a, a, a removal to some degree of that safety net, but I think governments and banks, they're so integral to our community. They're smart. They've got thousands of analysts pouring over data they will make sure that they have various levels of safety measures in place, um, not just uh, so socially, but financially. So I don't think there is going to be a cliff. I think there may well be as, in, as listings increase and as the September provisions lessen a bit, I could definitely see a slight correction in the market. I'm thinking a few percentage points. I'm not thinking 10 or 20. I'm thinking four to seven percentage point. So I do think it's quite possible that whatever property is worth today in three months time for a period, not for long, I think it might last for three or four months, just as we kind of wash through uh, some of the, the, the increased listings. I think that we may have that, but my, my view in speaking to buyers is number one is time. If this is not the right time for you to invest or to buy a new family home, I totally honor that. And the last thing I want to do is sell you a home if you don't want to buy one. So you need to let me know when the time's right for you. Then you need to let me know when you found the home and then I'll help you buy it. So I think it's a little bit taking the pressure off because Tom, you know, you coined the phrase commission, Brent. The harder you try, the more people will recoil and think you're desperate. So I think you've just got to go with the flow and say, hey, if it's not right for you. Reality is if someone's out looking, negotiating, offering, inspecting online, at opens, they want to buy. That's the reality. You know, they, they yeah. are walking the talk. So I think what you've, you need to do is, is not, not do what is a natural tendency for a sales agent is get more proactive and go harder and try and not push them into a decision, but try and sort of progress it. I would do the unselling. I would just say, hey, if it's not right for you, 
However, Tom, if it is right for you and Sula, I'd love to work with you to so you can own it and I can sort of talk you through next steps. But you, you've got to let me know first if this is right. Second thing is, and Matt King said it on one of our webinars, I think it was Troy, where he talked about, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to understand that, you know, what, from what I can tell, Tom, you know, you guys are looking for a new family home. You've been looking for six months. This is possibly the best or the first thing you've found that really fits. Um, you know, are you going to look for the perfect time in the market or are you going to buy a home that your family's going to be in love with for the next decade? Surely that's, and, and that's a reality is, yeah. If the market's down 4% for three months, the chance that you're going to find the perfect home and dive in that window for a few months and, and do create a little bit of a financial benefit for yourself, it's non-existent. It's not going to happen. So unless you actually believe the market's going to go down double digits for the next two years, you might as well just buy now. Really, if you found something you love, buy now. Anyway, Troy, that was my thought. I know we chatted about it on, on our, uh, with our team a bit earlier today, but what do you think? Yeah, you're right, John. If people are out there looking at property right now, um, they've got somewhat interest or an inkling to actually fulfill, you know, the next step of their property journey. I think you've got to deal with people that actually want to do business. I think, you know, you're exactly right. You don't want to be caught in the um, commission breath. You don't want to be caught in trying to sell something to someone that's really not interested in selling. And, you know, you've just got to work on the nurture side, I think more so than ever before, nurturing the vendors and also guiding the buyers. Buyers are looking for guidance right now. Um, they're not just going to make decisions on, on their own, on a whim. They want to be educated. And, and I think we said it this morning on a different webinar, they really want to have the evidence to help them make the right decision. Yeah, yeah. So, very, 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 very true. Very true. So, so the, the, the one thing is that we all know that for the people that listen to this podcast, which is predominantly not people that are involved in the office space or, you know, uh, retail or um, in industrial, commercial, we deal with people that generally speaking, buy a home or sell a home for a lifestyle reason nearly all people that transact it's either there's a relationship that's got together or a relationships come to an end there's been an illness in a family or there's been a death in the family there's a relocation because children need to go to certain schools people's homes are too small or people's homes are too big or people have decided that swimming pools matter and so does having an extra room such as a zoom room matters or people decide that they're going to go live on the uh uh, the Northern Rivers or on the Central Coast because they're going to be using Zoom more and not having to live and work in the city. What we clearly know is that it's a lifestyle decision that seems to be a money neutral because most people that buy and sell in real estate actually that much aren't impacted by the finances. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and you're right, yeah. Tom. They're buying it for, for a decade and for a lifestyle and a family reason. Not, not like trading a share to try and make, you know, a few percentage points. So, um, yeah, look, and, and as, as Troy just said, and Matt Steinway said it beautifully with us, he said, if you've got 15 vendors and only eight of them right now are committed to selling and you're working with 50 buyers, but only 25 of them are really comfortable buying now, just work with the eight and the 25. You'll still get deals done. Don't sweat too much about trying to get everyone to buy and everyone to sell now. Just work with the people that actually have a desire to transact now and you'll find you're going to have a great month and a great quarter anyway. All righty. Beautifully said, guys. Well, we hope 
that when we talk to you all next week, that uh, nothing has dramatically changed in uh, the states outside of uh, Victoria. And hopefully the infections in Victoria have uh, stabilised and uh, heading in, um, in the right direction. Um, and uh, John and Troy, I'm just going to finish on this point. I, I had my regular test that I had with my doctors uh, uh, a week ago, and he said something very, very profound. He said, if cancer was as predictable as COVID, life would be very good. And I said, what do you mean? He says, you clearly know that if you're socially distanced, if you keep these good hygiene habits, and if you don't congregate in big groups, you know that you make an impact to the infection rate immediately, right? So it's predictable. It's good That's to know. Brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. And That's gold. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be good if, you know, everything in life was that way, that you could actually know that you could impact it immediately by the right behaviours. And um, so let's, let's do the right behaviours. Yeah, very, very good luck with the boot camp, Tommy, next week, and I look forward to joining you on that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> See you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. See you later, Troy. Thank you.